This is the Friday, September 3rd edition of the Daily Wager Podcast. We've got you covered with a variety of action tonight and into the weekend of this full college football slate. Welcome to the Daily Wager Podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. I'm Doug Kazarian alongside Joe Fortenbaugh. Joe, a lot of bad beats last night, depending on which side you were on, but it was good to have the old college pigskin back. I believe I was on all the wrong sides, Douglas, and I'm glad we're starting with that tonight. Two of note, uh, ran my mouth quite recklessly at Stanford Steve regarding the Ohio State under. First quarter looked great. Second quarter looked great. Third, third quarter and second half a disaster. Tucked the tail between the legs, texted the big man last night and said, great call. He was gregarious as always. No trash talk. And then in, in was it incarnate wood? What did I? Yes. I already forget about the team's name. I took a lead, forty-one thirty-eight with thirty-six seconds to go, and they give up a forty-five-yard completion. Thirty-six seconds. They drive down the field, kick a field goal, go to overtime. It's a complete disaster. It covered, so we won on the podcast. But I lost dog of the day because of it. So not a good Thursday. Looking to turn it around today. You know, uh, not there are some people out there who don't care about your bad beat on the Ohio State under because they had the UNLV Eastern oh. Washington under 67 oh. and a half, I believe, six to three at half and just double overtime craziness. Missed chip shot at the end of regulation to go there <laughs> and land 68. All right, so <laughs> let's give the people some winners. I'm going to start. I'm going to work backwards. I'm going to start with Monday night. This is good. It could be the bailout game depending on your schedule of settling. Yes. Uh, I like Ole Miss minus 10. I just think it's a – Opportunity that a guy like Lane Kiffin will seize and just thrive in, and that is a primetime, high-visibility island game, as we like to say. It's a standalone game, and their offense is just so explosive. Arguably the best quarterback in the SEC. All those weapons. Now, the defense leaves a little bit desired, but you know, I just don't think Louisville has the horses to kind of keep pace for four full quarters. And Malik Cunningham's back. He's probably going to play better. Scott Satterfield's now calling the plays, but... Losing to your two top weapons, including Tutu Atwell, I just think it's just like overwhelming to kind of keep pace with Ole Miss. Only like Alabama could do that last year. I think they're going to name the score, so to speak, and win by double digits. I'll lay the 10 with the Rebels. All right. I like where you're at there. You've been very aggressive with that one throughout the course of the week. I am tailing you. I'll throw two your way, and then I've got more in the chamber. You just let me know what you like. I'm going to start with the game that got moved from Thursday to Saturday. Rutgers and Temple, I'll lay the 14 and a half with Rutgers. Big believer in Greg Schiano. Two years ago, before he took over, Rutgers went 2-10. and 10. He steps in last year, pandemic, doesn't get a lot of spring practices to work with the team, has to deal with a conference schedule, and goes 3-6. and six. And one of those losses was triple overtime to Michigan. They took a big step forward. He's got 21 starters back from that team. He had a full offseason to work with them. Temple's absolutely dreadful. They were 1-6 last year, losing those six games by an average of 20 points per game. I think Rutgers looks to make a big statement early. They know if they want bowl eligibility, these are the type of games they have to win, given that they're in the Big Ten. Rutgers minus 14 and a half is play number one. Play number two, I have to throttle back a little bit because the number has now moved off the key number of three to three and a half. Kansas State over Stanford. It's a bet against Stanford. We've talked about this throughout the course of the week. There's a reason why Stanford's win total this year is four and a half. They're expected to be dreadful. They weren't very good last year. They did go four and two, but looking at the box scores of some of those games, they caught some serious breaks. Any talent they did have offensively is gone. The offense is outdated for the 1970s, let alone the 2020s. And this is year three of Chris Kleiman at Kansas State. 
who's got 10 starters back from an offense that upset Oklahoma last year. So I'm not going to lay as much at three and a half, but I would play Kansas State minus three and a half over Stanford as well. That's a neutral site game in Arlington on Saturday. Good stuff. I like you use the word chamber. So uh, the game, <laughs> I, the other game I've been talking about all week that I just have to discuss now is UMass plus 38. I realize the Minutemen are arguably the worst team in college football over the last couple of years, but 38 is 38 points. Pitt doesn't blow people out. They have one 55 nothing game a couple years ago against Albany, but besides that, it's just even the big games they like kind of win by like 15 or 20. More importantly, this is most important. UMass went out and got a bunch of transfers. They brought in a six foot five inch transfer from Colorado, Boulder. Got two Tyler Lytle, backs. the quarterback. Yeah, got two running backs, one guy from Rutgers, and they're just a much more competent team. Walt Bell is a better coach than we realized. They were like 0-4 last year. It was just COVID nonsense all that season. you got to throw it away. More importantly, uh, Narduzzi doesn't run up the score. He's old school. He's, he's going to display sportsmanship, but the offensive coordinator, Mark Whipple, former coach of UMass, head coach, twice, including just a couple years ago. The last thing he wants to do is embarrass his former program. So we'll, we might have to backdoor. We might have to get some garbage points late. But I also don't think Pitt's going to ever lead by 38. That's just my feeling. I'm taking the points. Those are my favorite handicaps, the ones that have literally nothing to do with X's and O's. It's like, hey, by the way, there's a son of an assistant coach from 20 years back who's good friends with a defensive coordinator from 10 years back, and they might want to throttle down late. And it's like, you know what? It makes really good sense. He's not going to want to stick it to him that bad. Win the game. Get out of there. I like where you're at. I'll throw two more your way. UCLA plus three over LSU. This game got as low as two and a half and then popped back up to three. Nothing but Bruins money since the Open. Uh, you got UCLA knocking the rust off last week against Hawaii. Big advantage that they've already played a game. 20 starters coming back from a squad that went three and four last year. But look at those four losses. They came by a combined 15 points. UCLA was in every one of those games. Two years ago, the offense averaged 26 points per game. Last year, it averaged 35 points per game. It's getting better. LSU's got a new offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator. They're on the road. I hate to bring this up as part of the cap. Thoughts and prayers to everyone in Louisiana with what's going on with the hurricane. Obviously, you know, we're hoping for the best for everyone, but the team did get this place. They've had to spend the week in Houston trying to get ready. There are a lot of factors here you have to consider when you look at this stuff. UCLA plus three is going to be a bet for me, as is Florida State. Although I got to exercise some caution. Notre Dame was as high as minus 10 for this game. It's now down at almost every shop to Notre Dame minus seven. I wanted you to at least get the seven and a half. We've talked about it on Daily Wager. Seven and a halves are still out at some places. That would be obviously preferred. But look at what's going on here. Notre Dame, only nine starters back on the road at Florida State. Uh, offensive line lost a grand total of 140 starts. New quarterback in Jack Cohn. Question marks about the secondary. On the road, year two, Mike Norvell in Florida State. He's got 17 guys back, and he's had the entire offseason to work with these kids. Win it for Bobby Bowden is going to be the mantra because this is the first game since uh, the legendary head coach passed away. So I'll take the points with Notre Dame uh, against Florida State. That game is on – or I'll take the points with Florida State, excuse me, over Notre Dame. That game is on Sunday. Yeah, it should be an emotional night out there in Tallahassee. All right, so some good plays. My final one's Houston against Texas Tech. Red Raiders were crazy last year, like beat good teams, lost to just doormats, wide range. You just don't know what you're going to get. But Houston's a better team. Uh, I'll, I'll take the Cougs catching one at home. Throw, if you don't want to lay the juice, take it on the money line. I think we get there. So 
Fun weekend on tap. It's been a fun Thursday night so far uh, into this big full first full weekend of college football. And then obviously we got the holiday weekend. So be careful out there. Enjoy your holiday. Uh, Joe, I like what you said. What little socialize we have, they're gone. Yeah. Uh, it is it is officially here, football season. So congrats to everyone. We all made it. And uh, we'll see you back here next week. Mm-hmm.